0: Initialize
1: sequence. Yo, what up? This is Prozac. This is Shag's 2-Dope from his St. Cloud Posse. Dug, yeah, this is Bree. Yo, this be the one them called Tech Nine. What's up? This is Mad Child. This is your boy Spider-Man, a.k.a. Brother Lynch, huh? Jared from Head P.E. Yo, what up? This is Hobbs. My name is Recognized. <laughs> this is Boondock. Yo, this Blaze Blasey down homie. Welcome to The Underground, Australia's home of underground music. Here we
0: go for another edition of The Underground, and this one is a long time coming. It is Ned catching up with the one, the only, Mars. Mars, how are you, man?
1: Good, man. Just driving around California, man. Just enjoying this hot-ass weather, you know what I'm saying?
0: yeah we were just sort of saying that a little bit here before we got the interview going you're there sort of lapping up the sunshine and i'm here in the rain so i'm a little bit jealous at the moment
1: i'm jealous of you because i'm driving around so like my car's thermometer says 102 but it feels like that inside the car right now i turned my air conditioning off so you wouldn't have no interference on the thing so it's really (laughs) really cooking out here
0: Oh, damn. Look the hell out. Now, it's a bit of a case of where do we start with you, man? You're a mainstayer in the underground. Can we get a bit of a backstory of your journey so far?
1: Man, uh, I started just as a kid, you know, in like 1997, 98, around there sometimes. All my friends were kind of making music, and we also listened to, like, really underground hip-hop and the darker stuff. You know, like, I grew up on Brother Lynch, and people like X-Rated, and... Even in Saint Clown Posse a little bit later, I got it in them, and you know what I mean, Isham, and so when we rapped, it was just natural for us to, you know, it matched our personality for us to to rap like the people that we were kind of, you know, listening to all the time. So, you know, horrorcore was what I did from the get go. Eventually, all my friends one by one stopped rapping, and I just continued on with it, you know, and I think I always took it a little bit more serious. Because, you know what I mean, I just wanted, I wanted to be recognized for what we all did, because it's like me, I'm a good representative of the same friends that I've had forever, but they're still really good friends of mine, so I feel like I kind of have to keep going to represent our friendship and our, like, little crew that we had
0: yeah, I definitely know what you mean, and we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit more shortly. But you have to be one of the most busiest rappers out there, man. But before we jump into all of that, I want to know, you've got your own label, Mad Insanity. You signed to Force 5 Records, and you were just saying, which is you're distributed by Empire as well. Can you let us know about this?
1: So, Force 5, you know what I mean? The DRP was basically somebody that's always booked me for shows, you know what I mean? And and we had relationships starting way back in like 2000, 2007, you know what I mean? He was one of my favorite promoters to work with. Super cool dude. They know how to party, you know what I mean? And uh, Rick Dog, he was also in Wisconsin and starting to become real good friends with the DRP. And he always kind of did my merchandising for me. So when they decided to start a label, like it was just natural for them to ask me to be a part of it. And you know, at the time I wasn't really doing too much music because it was such good friendship. You know what I mean? I, I decided to go and reemerge with Forest Five. And you know what I mean? And it, it was great because they've always been some of my best friends. So, you know, they, they press my t-shirts and they ship them out of their warehouse. They ship all my CDs, they run the web store. And you know, with Mad Insanity, that, that's always what I've been as far as my own label you know so lately i've been releasing a lot of stuff so say when i have an album i'll always offer it to force five records first if they want to press it or do merchandise around it but i do so much that sometimes they can't always do that so i release a lot of stuff with mad insanity and one of the deals that I have in place for Mad Infinity Records and myself is Empire. They are the label for a lot of big artists like Snoop Dogg and Delia Mozzie, Fat Joe, stuff like that. And um, I was one of the first people they signed back in the day. You know, if, Force course, I can't do it, Mad Infinity will do it. You know what I mean? And then I just have a lot of choices and I have a lot of platforms to be able to put my music ad on now. So I don't really have to wait for Force 5 to be having a budget set aside for me. I can always record another one, put it out myself, and then when they're ready, I'll have another one for them. So that's why you'll see me with all these back-to-back releases.
0: Yeah, that is crazy right there. That is one of the most unique sort of stories I've heard when it comes to record labels. You you can choose from any one sort of teal And 2019 has been, a you know, you've been super busy in this one with a bunch of different singles. And most recently, I guess, that being Meditation. How's the sort of reaction been to that one so far, Mars?
1: You know, when I first put out the single Bad Temper, a lot of people really liked it. And, and it seems like the more I put out after that, the bigger Bad Temper got. And all the singles I've released this year, they all have different tones to them, you know what I mean? Like uh, Throw It All Away kind of had a, a, a laid back tune. I did some shit with auto-tune. I did some shit, you know, they didn't, didn't really sound like each other, but the biggest response I got before was for bad temper. And I seen that my fans wanted more like that. So when um, I was approached by West Side Rail for, you know, to give me a beat, you know, he's done a lot of stuff with strange music and, and he did some stuff recently for Comes and that I noticed that his beats kind of had the same kind of vibe and I wanted to make more stuff like Bad Temper. So, you know, that's kind of the direction I took with it. And when I I gave it to Pop Jensen from The Green Room in, in Fresno to mix it for me, it came back so amazing that, you know, I just dropped it right away. And I kind of, I had a lot of faith that people would like it. And then the reception so far has been amazing, man. Like, I get people coming up to me that I didn't even think would listen to my stuff, even locally. And like, dude, that medication, man, I got it stuck in my head. And, and then a, a lot of the horrorcore artists were, not artists, but fans were like, Super juiced off of it, and then you know, there's people coming out of the woodwork that I'd never seen before giving me props on just one song. It's you know, it it, it made me believe that this one has a lot of potential, you know, and it's still new. I'm still yet to see the numbers at the end of the day with what it's done, like financially and like numbers wide but the reception I, I get from the people that matter you know what I mean it's
0: been amazing yeah that's right right there the people that matter but man it's just a sort of a sign of things to come for you really and I want to know you've got so many projects on the go is this a once off sort of single or is it going to be a part of your upcoming EP sacrifices or your you know your album locked up abroad does that have a home or is it a once off single sort of thing
1: well you know I think the way I've been doing it lately is so locked up abroad the whole album is produced by one producer his name is Clayton Van Pelt from prospectorbeats.com. I like to have all my albums to have one producer so the album has its own sound, you know? So I did Locks Up Abroad with him, and then I did a Small Sacrifices EP, which was going to be called the Murder EP, but uh, we're getting some billboards and shit for that, so we had to change the name of it. <laughs> but um, I did that project with Bane, you know what I mean? I met Bane through Razzacale. And he actually produced a single coming out with me and her. So stuff like medication, you know, as I'm approached by producers who give me beats, sometimes I'll just get excited about them and I'll record them the day that I get them. And I don't want to add another producer to each album because I want it all to be one. So I'll put these out as singles, you know what I mean? So far it's been working, man, because, you know, with the singles, I'm like I said before, I'm able to see which direction I should be going and what the reactions for different sounds are. You know what I mean? So, like, everything I put out is horrorcore, per se. But, you know, depending on the beats is what sound, my content is going to have to go with it. So, you know what I mean? I know now that what people want to hear and I know also what I like to do. And it's almost becoming the same thing now again, you know what I mean? So yeah, like medication's gonna be by itself and everything else pretty much has one or two producers per project, you know? So I still got more singles dropping as well as albums and collab albums and mixtapes this year. It's like super crazy.
0: It definitely is, man, and I'm about to jump into that because yeah, you've got Locked Up, Abroad coming out and the EP, Sacrifices. They're both this year, aren't they? Do we have release dates for them yet?
1: You know, I did at one point. But as I'm waiting for things to get mixed or waiting for features to come back or hope that they come back, or you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to drop it in, in August. i pushed it back so i can get a feature we're finishing up right now i think i just handed in my last little bit of vocals for mine and danny diablo's album devils and demons that's supposed to come out maybe in october november and then as far as lots of abroad or small sacrifices whichever one's done first is coming out first you know what i mean that's kind of how i've been doing it because to me they're equally as good a little different in styles they're equally as important so whichever one is done first i'm putting it out but Not one is done completely 100% yet, so I'm just waiting to see, you know what I mean? But until then, there'll never be another month that will go without me putting out something, you know what I mean? So while you're waiting on albums, a single may drop, a collab album may drop, a mixtape may drop, you never know.
0: Yeah, I like that right there. And with the sort of the attention span of the youth, you sort of have to do that these days, don't you, man? You've got to keep feeding them new stuff. And there definitely is no signs of slowing down. You mentioned in there as well that you've got an album coming out with Danny Diablo. This one's crazy. The features in themselves Vinny Paz, Gmo Ski, The ROC, Lex. Is there anyone else on that one that you can let us know about?
1: Uh, we got Wes Nile from New York. I think uh, one of Danny Diablo's boys. Super dope. We got Gorilla Voltage on there. We got the DRP. I think Rick Dogg is on it. This was pretty much an idea that Danny Diablo had, and we bring it to Force 5 Records. And they flew us both out, you know, him from New York and me from California, a couple times, twice, I think. And we actually were in the studio together to do it. So it's a really different project for me because there's so many personalities involved and a lot of different, like the beat picked for this one, I had to kind of adapt to because they're all New York hip hop beats. You know what I mean? I'm on a, tr- a song with Benny Paz or Slane. Obviously, I have to adapt to make the song good you know I can't just you know what I mean I can't just do my normal style I want it to sound nice so I really rapped a lot different on this one I bring some stuff for Danny Diablo to be on that's different for him and it's like we're collabing not only Mars and Danny Diablo but like the New York hardcore scene horrorcore and then all these darker hip hop grimy in the underground are also, you know what I mean? Like it's so many different worlds coming together that it makes for a unique sound and I don't think anything really like has kind of been out there yet. So it's, it's really interesting to hear how it all came together.
0: Yeah, this one actually stood out the most to me, Mars, and that's no disrespect to your other projects as well, because like you said, it is, you're really mashing up two totally sort of separate genres in there, and even more interesting to know that you you did it together in the same studio, because I guess a lot of that doesn't happen these days.
1: Yeah, you know, and Forest by Records is a very traditional style record label, you know what I mean? He likes the Nowadays, people could... I'll do all my verses you do all your verses we'll send it to the guy to mix them and we'll never see each other you know I'm actually doing stuff like that right now you know what I mean but like and then you'll send it to the guy that mixes it and he'll mix it and send it back and you can be like okay I like this and I like this take this out of there and you send it back but even now like once we recorded it and flew back home the DRP is in the studio every day, the same studio we recorded in, and he's mixing it with the engineers. So we don't even really get to, to hear it. So there's like somebody's working on it in so many different aspects at all times that it's like, even I'm like excited to hear how it came out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like some. It's like so many different elements involved and so many people involved, and it's, it's super crazy, you know what I mean? It's very different. It just came out really tight, man, you know what I mean? Uh, the dude who did the artwork for the cover, you know what I mean? Danny Diablo and hooked me up with him to get it done. His name is Brett Hammond, I think. What's his name, Brett Hammond? His name is Brett, anyway. But he's produced a lot of graphics for Shorty Skateboards. He used to work for them. Santa Cruz, and he did a cover of Thrasher Magazine, and I'm super, like into the skateboarding world you know what i mean so like i know a lot of professional skateboarders and i know all about the scene and stuff so it was really cool to have somebody so who made all these iconic covers and graphics and worked for all these big companies working for us too you know what i mean it's kind of crazy
0: yeah that is awesome right there and you're saying like an october release date for this one
1: that's what we're aiming for we were aiming for an october release but there is a big label that everybody's probably familiar with that is it's interested in bringing it on with uh, Force 5. So we're waiting to see if we're going to do that or not. So it may get pushed back a little bit because this label likes to have a, a certain amount of time for like publicists and promotional mm-hmm. materials and all that stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what the smartest move is. You know what I mean? And I think there's so many, also there's so many elements involved with the labels and, and how many artists and stuff like that is. We also have to decide if we want to add another split to it, you know what I mean? So, a lot of little things behind the scenes, but I'm hoping it comes out
0: as soon as possible. Yeah, very much looking forward to it, Mars. That's one that, like I said, really stood out. And you just mentioned that you love skateboarding and that sort of thing, too. It was cool to see that outside of music that you you know, you know help out the homeless, I was reading, and that you also helped come together with the Skate Park Project. Can you tell us about this?
1: Yeah, I've been feeding the homeless for for a couple of years now. That's actually how I met my girlfriend. I fed one of her relatives that were, was downtown in you know, California, and she seen me in the newspaper, and she thanked me for it. And then that kind of led to us talking, you know what I mean? It was kind of crazy that, you know, she's passionate about the same kind of things as I am. And eventually we're looking to open up a homeless shelter, like a really nice one together, you know? That's the goal at the moment, you know? and I. I met with people like the mayor and city council and you know what I mean? And I, I try to speak up and use my voice and my, my resources to help out as many people as possible. But for the skateboarding thing, it's not my hometown, but it's kinda it's in my home area, you know what I mean? It's in the Bay Area. Close to home is Concord, California. They have a really nice skate park there. And a developer, a local real estate developer, was trying to develop on the land where the skate park is at to build a, a soccer stadium and these expensive apartment and it would raise the rent in the area for the people that live there already. The people that use the skate park and just uh you know, I mean it's already expensive to live in California, especially in Concord, California. And I think that's where I was kind of living around at the same time. I seen a flyer and it was like, you know, kind of made like a homemade flyer and it talked about it and and I hit the dude up. I was like, yo, how can I help? You know what I mean? When I was a kid, I was a skateboarder. So, you know, a lot of my good friends that I speak with a lot are professional skateboarders, you know, like Mm. shout out to Tory Pudwell and and Daywan Song are my homies from Thank You skateboarding, you know what I mean? But they would have had no place to go and everywhere in Concord, California is illegal to skateboard at. And so like, it was part of my youth was being attacked, you know what I mean? So I felt like I had a big enough voice in the community to do something, you know what I mean? To to create awareness about it. And one of the skateboarders that I knew as a kid is a professional skateboarder who uh, was most recently on foundation skateboarders named Cory Double. Worldwide known, he had his own shoe all kinds of shit, right? You know what I mean? So he's a really big dude. I reached out to him and asked him if he would like to, you know, team up with me and and create awareness for this and get it known in the community that this is happening and know people are concerned. And then we led a march to the city hall where they sit down and they, they rethought their developing plans and got the community involved. It was all over the news. And I did a good thing just to create awareness to it. You know what I mean? Like I think once you start taking things away from the kids and making it so they have no outlet it's a, it's a dangerous thing because, you know, our area is, is a little bit more hood than, you know what I mean, than a lot of areas. So you take something away creatively, they're going to go and do something negative to recreate that feeling, you know what I mean? There's not, not a positive outlet in our community, but now with one of them, they're going to take it away. So I felt like, you know, I had a big enough voice to where I could make some type of difference. And I think we all kind of do, you know what I mean? I, that's one of the things that I try to do on social media is inspire people to help out more, for people that can't really help
0: themselves. Yeah, I love that right there. And I guess, Mars, with you being a horrorcore rapper and that sort of thing, people might be led to believe that, you know, you're not like a straight up class act sort of person like that, you know, because you represent some whatever topics. But it's great to see that you're giving back, helping out the homeless and doing that thing for the skate park and whatnot. I think that's a real class act effort, man.
1: Well, I mean, you have a good point, though, because I'm probably not the guy to do any of this shit. You know what I mean? Because, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm not the most clean-cut role model there is because I still do what I do, and I still party, and I still make music about murder and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, I was telling somebody else that, you know, say, like, at a, at a rap show, say, a Mars show, I'll have a company that will come and cater my backstage area for free, you know, uh, Kinder's Barbecue in the San Francisco Bay Area. is one of the biggest barbecue chains and they have their own products in all the stores out here. And they will bring me like 50 sandwiches and my crew and the opening acts and the headliners and my family and shit back there will eat for free. You know what I mean? But really, that night I probably made a couple of grand at the show. I could have bought my own fucking sandwiches. You know what I mean? So having a, a resource like that, I was able to think about, you know, why don't I use this hookup to feed people that actually could use it, you know what I mean? Who would appreciate it a little bit more. So that's kind of how it all started, is, is that Little Jays and Sassy Sweet Chander's Barbecue would donate food once a month, and I would go out personally with a couple people and we'd hand it out. And in, in the city that I was born in has the biggest percentage of homeless people in our counties, and the resources and the funding for it doesn't allow for that size, so it's still being worked on in this whole It's not not a lot of help out there for these people, you know what I mean? So that was one of the ways that I started, which eventually led to me doing like personal hygiene items and clothes and shoes and jackets in the wintertime. And as time goes on, I get more help from friends or people that are interested or more donations and we make sure that we help our city from the ground up, you know what I mean? And that's one of the ways to give back that I feel like I can do with what little success that I have being a a murder rapper, I guess. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, I love that right there, man. And just out of interest, do you get much props for that from locally there? Like, do people get behind you sort of thing in the media over there and, and show your respect for doing it?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, like, I I, I got a really nice newspaper article in the Oakland Tribune and our local newspaper. But, you know, because of what I do as a rap artist, it also creates more attention for the good, too. You know what I mean? This guy raps about all kinds of crazy shit, but he's also doing all this good stuff. So it kind of brings attention to each other, I guess. You know what I mean? Which wasn't really, like, a point. But, you know, it kind of, I guess it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? I guess it's a... Whatever brings more donations and whatever brings more people helping out and awareness for what I'm trying to do. Or maybe just inspire others to do, do it themselves, you know what I mean? It, I think it's cool, but, you know, people see it, and I think people want to help out, and I think it's amazing, you know what I mean? I think locally, I'm one of the few artists that has left the city that has distribution and does shows and stuff like that. So i have having a lot of attention for being the weird rapper that does it. That You know what I mean? It also shows that them being normal ones can help out the city too, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely do, and I love that right there. Let's switch things up, though, Mars. Your son Gavin popped up on Gorilla Voltage video and others as well. Can you see him leading a similar path to you?
1: You know, it's weird because I don't want to seem like a stage dad, you know what I mean? Nowadays, kids are, like, really into, like, being YouTube stars and... Stuff like that, and I think he has an interest in doing that. But since, uh, as a little kid, he's always kind of been there when I did things, you know. So for instance he'll see me doing maybe an acting job or filming or doing stuff and he knows naturally he knows not to look at the camera when when he's filming you know what I mean most little kids will look at the camera like they're you know what I mean he knows not to look at the camera he knows his cues he knows how to deliver and animate his lines or whatever he's supposed to do correctly you know and that's something that we've always played around with and worked with together just messing around the first video he did was love bite and he was about six years old around then he got his makeup done and he worked like 11 hours on the video you know and he did really good you know and he did a lot of his takes within like one or two takes he kind of got the bug you know and another time i bring him to an all ages show he's never been to one of my concerts before so i bring him with me because you know he was allowed to. And five minutes before I went on stage, he asked me if he can be my hype man. <laughs> and I was like, man, like, you, we didn't practice though. Like, are you sure? He's like, man, you play your music all the time. I know all the words. Let's just fucking do it. You know what I mean? So, eight years old, came on stage, and fucking killed it. You know what I mean? He did an amazing job. It's something that he likes to do. But he also, you know, he's really young, so he still gets anxiety and stage fright. Freaks out a little bit, but he gets through it. You know. Gorilla Voltage guys, those guys are like family, you know what I mean? Like Kung Fu Vampire and Gorilla Voltage and me, we've always been around each other, you know what I mean? Uh, Mr. Gray was a Mad Insanity artist at one point, so it was easy for him to interact with them. and he shot with Dope Scorsese before, he was in a music video for Be Nasty, so he shot with him before so it was pretty smooth for him to do it I think he, he wants to, you know, like there was a Disney audition he's, he's done before and another one came up and he had interest in me doing it. He almost wanted me to sign him up without asking, so he'd have to do it. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, it, it, it's definitely in his interest and I think he's such a smart kid at such a young age and such a grown up kid that I think he could pretty much do whatever he wants. I think he'd be good at whatever he tries to do and I, I'm the type of dad that understands having a dream or an aspiration is different and so i'm behind whatever he wants to
0: do you know what i mean oh yeah definitely well it's a bit of a case of watch this space i guess mars and i'm looking forward to seeing what him and you do in the future but for now you've got a very busy one coming up the ep sacrifices the force 5 mixtape the full-length devils and demons you've got the solo as well locked up abroad is there anything else we need to know about
1: Shit, i got uh an ep that is about to be promoted with Jason Porter. I've been flying back and forth to Phoenix. And, you know, for fun, just been working with him on some stuff and shot a music video. The music video, got, when we shot it accidentally, or it got shot down by the SWAT team and a helicopter and, like, the whole police force. What? Because there was a prop gun what? used. It was really crazy, but it, all that stuff ended up making the music video, too. So it, it kind of made it, made it real fun to have... All the police cars and a helicopter because it made the music video better, you know what I mean? So, we got that coming out. Razakel just put up a single with me and her on her patron account that will hit full distribution here in a little bit when that time comes. I'm working on stuff with Swoop. I got the Force 5 Records, Ruckus Mixtape Volume 2. I got a couple solo songs that are amazing on that one that I'm really proud of. But I can't wait to hear I got Locked Up Abroad coming out. I got Small sacrifice coming out, and shit, man, there's so much. I got a a bunch of stuff dropping this month, still. You know what I mean? The month is still new. It's
0: crazy, then. Look out, man.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things, man, where I try to keep as busy as possible every day because you know, like. Like a lot of people, I suffer from like depression sometimes. So I mostly suffer from depression when I'm bored. You know what I mean? So like I go to the gym for like an hour or two a day, sometimes twice a day. I'll go sit, sit all night from 6 o'clock at night to like 3 o'clock in the morning just recording songs. And I stay busy as possible. I go hiking twice a week. You know what I mean? I always got to be doing something so that way I'm never bored. And my creative process has mostly been fueled by working with such cool people. And it's Donnie Minnis is working on a lot of the stuff with me. Bang, Clayton Van Pelt, Pop Jensen, Rick Dog, and, and the DRP. I have a nice team. Dan Wooten's doing my merchandise at the warehouse. I have a big team to work with and so many different people involved that it makes it easy to move at a fast pace. I enjoy it, and I like having new stuff all the time for people to listen to, you know? And I think it's supposed to be fun, and, and when you do it with people that you really like, it makes it fun, and I'm gonna keep doing it as long as it's fun.
0: Oh, most definitely, man. Love that right there. We'll be sure to keep an eye on this guy. You can hit him up. It is Mars at Facebook.com slash Mad Twitter at Mars, Instagram at Mars, and check him out online, Force5Records.com slash Mars. Thanks for taking some time out, man. Really appreciate it, and best of luck for the future.
1: Man, thank you for having me on the show, man. I dig you guys' website, and I've been a, a fan for a long time, and I'm I'm glad I was finally able to get on there. It's your boy, Mars, you know what I'm saying? And this is Underground Australia, representing How, what?
0: It's the Underground.